going on, crew? Welcome to the home of Cosmic Vibes. This is Tiger for Tiger Talk. Got a super, super intriguing podcast to share with you guys today. I can't wait to share it with you. Had a great conversation with Hauser, who we just traveled through Oman with. We talked about all things travel, photography, how she got into blogging, how she makes money on the road, how she survives, what it's like to travel in a relationship. Super exciting, great content. Can't wait to share it with you guys. But before we get into the conversation, just want to take a moment to raise some awareness for our first sponsor, Live Well Nutrition. I don't want to bring on any sponsors that don't align with my ethics or that I don't think will bring you guys any value, so I've really thought carefully about who I want to bring on board. I've been talking to the owner, Joshua Gimble, for about a year now, just kind of getting to know who he is as a person, and I've got nothing but higher praise. He's a really honest guy, just trying to do a really good thing. So he's running Live Well Nutrition, which is a protein supplement company that's suitable for vegans. The product is free from GMOs, free from soy, free from gluten, and of course dairy. Each serving has 17 grams of protein, is uh, 16 grams of all the 20 essential amino acids in there as well, and it has less than one gram of sugar. At the moment, there's a vanilla bean flavor and a cacao flavor. I've been using them for my smoothies and to put on my oatmeal, which is a great addition. You should definitely try that if you uh, get them. Uh, put the link to their website in the show notes if you want to have a bit more of a read or browse the products. So feel free to check that out. All right. Well, without any more plugs, I can't wait to share this conversation with you. Let's get into the show. How you going, Hauser? Hey. Hey, Tiger. How you going? <laughs> it's a, it's an honor to have you on the show and I'm pretty, pretty excited to have, uh, have a chat to you about all things travel, photography and I'm lifestyle. I'm stoked to be on here. I've been listening to your podcast. And I mean, it's a I've big been... deal. It is a big deal, isn't it? Yeah. I've been thinking, oh, I've got to get my turn. <laughs> <laughs> now, we were in Greece about two months ago. Yeah. And yourself and Kyle were keen to travel with us and we were frothing to travel with you guys. Yeah. You threw the Middle East out there. We were a little bit iffy. You were. You weren't sure. This week's been unreal. <laughs> Give us a little bit of an outline on what's happened this week. Well... It's been seven days. Yeah. Um, we started in Muscat in the same Airbnb that we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, we hired a car. Bit, a bit of a rocky start at first. It was a bit rocky, wasn't it? We weren't sure if we are going to get the car. The old transaction <laughs> in, the, in the car park. And then, yeah, we made a dodgy transaction <laughs> in the airport car park. I wasn't sure if it was legit. No deposit. But we had a legit car. So, yeah. we were, yeah, we just... Just drove off as fast as we could, really. No. Um. <laughs> Got out of there. Get out of here. Get out of here. Bow. Then we um, hit the road pretty late in the afternoon because, you know, we're a pretty slow bunch. Yeah. Um, well, the boys, are, the Nevi boys are a bit of a handbrake to carry yeah, around, aren't they? A bit slow, but that's all right. Yeah. And we went south. Yeah. Went south um, to the beach. Yeah. I think it was like near Finns Beach or something. Try yeah. to find a spot to camp that night. Yeah. Found a pretty pretty sick spot. We got lucky most nights, didn't we? Yeah, we found Scored. the sickest spot. Yeah. Yeah, camped there. We went to this um, sinkhole the next day. Yeah, that was probably the, one of the best places we went, I So reckon. for those that don't know what a sinkhole is, how can you best describe that? Because in my head, I was thinking sinking sand. <laughs> no, you weren't. I thought I was. And then Kyle was like, no, no, it's like yeah. this crazy bit of blue water. 
well, in the middle of the in the middle of the desert. It's pretty just much. like a ho- massive hole in the ground. Yeah. With yeah, insanely aqua blue water. It just doesn't look real, does it? Crazy, crazy. Yeah, pretty, it was a pretty high. Like the hole is pretty deep. Um, boys decided that it'd be sick idea to jump, even though I said from the bottom, it looked way too high, boys, don't do this. This is not a good idea. The lids sent it. <laughs> the lids sent it and... Big Jassy. Yeah, came up yelling, shoulder, my shoulder. Absolute shocker. Jacko's got a shoulder like a yo-yo, popped out, two hours to the hospital. Week got off to a rocky start. We did end up getting <laughs> through the seven days to some pretty insane stuff. Yeah. Um, if you want to see some photos, Hauser has got some epic moments on, on camera. It's been, uh, it's been an absolute delight to cruise around with Kyle and, uh, her boyfriend, Kyle, around No Man. Epic times. So, Hauser, obviously, very good friend. I know what you do, know a lot about you, but for the uninitiated, can you give a bit of a background on yourself, who you are and what you do? Well... I'm from Australia, like you, from the Gold Coast, other side of Australia. Yeah. Um, 25, started travelling two and a half years ago. It's been a full-on two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't been home. Been home in for two months in the last two and a half years. Yeah. Um, travelled Europe in a camper van with Kyle. First for, trip. Yeah, first trip. Bought a camper van in the UK. Um, not a camper van as such, a bit of an old, old van converted. It was a bit of, it was a bit of an all-time purchase. It was, it was sick. And we drove around most countries in Europe and worked in the UK for a little bit. And we went to Southeast Asia. Yeah. Um, it's kind of when my following started growing a lot. Yeah. That's where we met you. Yeah. Yeah, in Bangkok. Highlight of the travels, no doubt. (laughs) Complete highlight. (laughs) Um... Yep, then we lived in Greece for the past four months, um, which was amazing. Yeah. And kind of did a lot of the beach beach scene for a while, so we decided let's go Time somewhere. change of yeah. scenery. Yeah. Change of scenery. So here we are. And in, now you find yourself here yeah. in the Middle East after 10 days in Jordan, which yeah. we'll get to later. But you've spoken a lot about your travels with Kyle. Um he he bought you your first camera on stand. Yeah. Perhaps you can go from from the boy that bought you your first camera to where you are now, a couple travelling the world and, mm-hmm. and how that goes. Surely there's some rocky times on the road. Yeah. So it it can be really challenging. I imagine there's a lot of people out there that have a have a partner that they want to travel with. Maybe yeah. you can give them some insight into how things work and um any tips you might have for them. Um Probably the main thing is just having patience with each other. Yeah. Because you can get pretty frustrated when you're spending every single minute of every day together. Yeah. So just patience and more understanding. And, like, it's not as perfect as you see on Instagram, our relationship. Obviously, it is perfect, but not like everyone thinks we're, like, gold couple, but we still have our ups and downs. And How do you get through them on the road? I think best thing, best thing for us probably is just take time, like away, like just step away yeah. from each other. Mm-hmm. Just stop, just stop arguing if we're arguing at the time, and step away. Yeah, and have a think, and then we kind of just get over it. 
pretty quickly. Yeah, if we just just stop going at each other, then yeah, yeah, just take some time to just I think step away. One of the biggest things I've noticed about you guys is if if uh, you guys seem to know each other pretty well, obviously, but if one of you is upset, then you kind of seem to know each other well enough to know that when to step away and when to say something. Yeah. And if if something if you guys have a bit of conflict, then it's just kind of you can be quiet in each other's presence and it's almost like a bit of alone time. Is that a strategy that you kind of worked in or has that just naturally happened? That, that or at the start, yeah. it wasn't really like that. So I guess... So let's, all right, let's go back to the start because you did tell me this story the other day. You had only just started dating Kyle and you said, listen, pal, I'm going travelling. Yeah. You can either come with me or I'm going without you. Yeah, he was all for it. Of course. All about it. <laughs> yeah, he was all about it. So we saved saved a lot of money and Over, picked so a date. You, you told him, Kyle, we're gonna I'm gonna leave in about a year. Yeah. Uh, and then so it, you saved for a year and a half or so and yeah. then headed off. And what stage did he bring the camera did he get the camera for you? Was that before you, you left or I can't remember. It was before we left, yeah. I think yeah. I had it for six months before we left. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, he bought it for me for my 21st, was that my 21st? 21st birthday. Yeah. Um, then we just, yeah, saved up for a year and a half and kind of picked a date and then just packed up and left. It was pretty daunting times, but... Took a, took a punt? Yeah. It's paid off. Yeah. And travelling together at start, we didn't really know how to, like, have the patience with each other and know when to just not say stuff like yeah 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 you say Where you're crossing the yeah, line kind you, of thing. you say that you notice that we kind of know when to like how to bit stop like saying something if the person's getting annoyed but at the start it was kind of like we would just go for it really <laughs> yeah. just help the leather yeah now we kind of understand more about what and what frustrates each other and yeah kind of what what to do and what to say yeah two and a half years in each other's pockets would have yeah. Certainly brought out sometimes, but no doubt you've had some epic times. Yeah, amazing. And what a what a person to share it with. Yeah, couldn't wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. Very very lucky uh, to have such a special relationship, and it's been a pleasure to be so close to you guys for a week. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you're sick of us. Nah, not at all. It's been epic. Um, so there's a lot of people that are. Um, probably thinking that uh, you, in their eyes they just see this professional pho- photographer documenting her travels but how do you go from um, just a girl working in on the east coast to a, uh, mm. a photographer documenting her travels? Did you, was there any post-school training? or No, I just self-taught, yeah. taught myself, it's been a Kind of a long journey. I've learnt so much since when I started. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. Where Where did you Where did you come from? So you got the camera. You were just taking. You st- You said yeah. you started taking photos. Yeah, I started taking photos and started posting my photos on Instagram. Yeah. And just really like the idea of kind of showing people like on online like a really easy way, just posting a photo on Instagram, and yeah. then people started getting more I started getting more followers and likes and then like just became really persistent with photographing travels yeah. posting 
started um, writing a blog about our travels as well. Yeah. It was pretty slow at start, probably the first year and a half. Wasn't really getting much engagement or like interaction, like many followers, but I just... Kept at it. was just persistent. Did yeah. you have the blog before you started travelling? No, I started it like a couple of weeks into my travels. Yeah. Yeah. On that first trip when you went to Scotland? Yeah. Yeah. Scotland was my first post. So that kind of felt natural, taking photos and writing about your travels? Yeah. Yeah. I always wanted to do that. Yeah. I think I just followed a lot of travel bloggers and inspired me heaps. In that, in just just before you went away yeah. or kind of since you finished school you kind of yeah since I finished school I knew I wanted to travel and kind of blog it and take photos and yeah so oh, I had it in, I was set in my head I'm I'm right I'm writing a blog I'm going <laughs> going I'm traveling the world I'm taking photos and I'm writing a blog I'm doing it I'm doing it yeah Effie and how did you kind of find your style were you just playing around you use Lightroom yeah yeah, yeah. correct use Lightroom yeah. um you just kind of play around till you find colours you like and whatnot? Yeah. It's crazy how I used to use Lightroom to how I use Lightroom now. Like, yeah. at the start, you just don't really know how to use the tools and you kind of just... Like, my style at the start is a lot different to what I'm doing now because you kind of just learn how to edit with different, like, with the highlights and... Oh, I don't know. I just... I think my style's changed heaps from when I first started. Mm-hmm. If you look back on my old photos, I didn't... I think I was a bit more like kind of brighter tones and yeah. a bit more darker now and just Epic I feel like my style now. changes a lot. Kind of just what I'm feeling at the time, I yeah, guess. Yeah, you make a new kind of preset for each place yeah. that you go. Yeah. So I have heaps of presets that I now um use mostly to edit my photos, but at the beginning I didn't even know how to create a preset. Yeah, I didn't create presets for almost a year and a half. I had no, no idea. Way. Yeah. Each photo it just new. Just new, just going Well that probably helped a lot with yeah. like learning just, how it all works and yeah. whatnot. Oh learnt so much. Yeah. Just, for sure. Yeah. And do you look back on on those edits and kind of like are you are you happy with them now or like No, not really. Not at all. No, no. no. But no. I kinda of like I I kind of think that when you look back on your old photos, you yeah. kind of see your progression. Yeah, it's cool. Almost like as an artist or as you learn, you can kind of obviously visually see how like you've learned and like how you learn mm-hmm. new tools and whatnot exactly, yeah. to where you are now. Yeah, it's just it's funny. Classic. So, yeah, so different, but and I you... like the the process of seeing how when you started to what you are now, and it's kind of like a bit of like you see. You feel a bit of like a bit of achievement in yeah. growing and and uh, what about the blog? You you wrote, you made the website yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably super challenging. One of the most challenging things is and you taught yourself how to do all that as well. Yeah, just online, just Google. Yeah. How I use to... WordPress, so it's pretty straightforward. But then it's not at the same time. Like it's pretty hard to get all the little bits that you want in it. Like even having like a um, like a hover button for like pinning it on Pinterest or yeah. even just the layout, like getting the layout you want is super hard. I'm still struggling with it a bit and I want to spend more time focusing on making it more my style and how I feel. It's just having the time to do it. I yeah, guess. that's it. Well, that's another aspect that people don't see. They think they just see one photo a day and it just looks yeah. like, oh, she's posts one photo, edits one photo and that's it. But yeah. What people don't see is the amount of mm-hmm. effort that you go into. You've been on yeah. your laptop non-stop when you're not... When we haven't been cruising around taking photos, you've been on your laptop mm-hmm. hustling and... I think, especially with blogging, t- 
takes me ages because I'm not very skilled at writing. So Is that it right? just, yeah, I really struggle. Well, there's something I struggle people... hard, hey. Yeah. Yeah. With writing, it doesn't come naturally. No way. Yeah. So it I kind of puts me off doing a blog because I know people want to read about what I'm doing, but I kind of just mainly want to do it to show my photos more so than the writing. Yeah. To share the photos that you don't want to yeah. post on Instagram. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, but. And your writing on there is more of like a um, review of the whole trip, is yeah. it? Or is it like an yeah. insight into the photos? So or? some posts are more like personal storytelling. Others are more like travel guides. Ah, where epic. to eat where to stay, yeah. like how much it costs, stuff like that. Real so, informative stuff yeah, for people real, that like want to travel. Yeah, That's no surprises why you've got such an avid following. Must be uh, some real honest stuff there. Do you get a lot of people um, really putting in what you're saying to practical like day-to-day life kind of stuff, like people go to places and they're like, oh, how is like a follow you on Instagram and the stuff that you said there really helped me with my travels. Yeah, there was there's one post I did about travelling in a um ultimate guide to travelling in a camper van around Europe. Oh what? Yeah, and I get that's like my most viewed po like blog posts and so many people even email me, message me about it and want to know or they email me saying, Oh, like it's really helped me because if I had read the post that I had before done before went. I went, it would have helped me so much. Like I, we were such rookies. We didn't know. <laughs> we honestly, I look back, I'm like, Oh, why didn't I know this before I started? Like, I just wanted to have, like, I would wish someone had written something like that before I started. Cause yeah. it's just so many things that are so helpful that you just don't know at the beginning. Yeah. Well, so a lot of people like message me. I've about done that. similar things. Yeah. I guess that's kind of one of the benefits of, just throwing yourself in the deep end. You guys just kind of took this mm-hmm. leap from the Gold Coast to Europe and bought this van and then just went. Like, there would have been so much stuff that you wouldn't have known, but I think that's a real metaphor for um, for kind of how you guys have made what, you, what you've what you created is you've just kind of thrown yourself out there and experienced firsthand what you've got, which is pretty inspirational for a lot of people. Yeah. Where, um, how did you, what, like, how did you, just get the motivation to just throw yourself out there. It seems like like not many people come to the Middle East. What was the motivation and curiosity that led you out out uh, here? Mainly Jordan. I just I'd seen photos of Jordan and I just remember seeing a photo for the first time. Then thinking, what is this place? <laughs> I need to go here. This looks amazing. Like just especially Petra. I was just blown away. Just in your element out there. Oh my gosh, it's just something that I wanted to photograph so bad. Yeah. Just the the landscape and the like the desert, and then you've got the Dead Sea, where you just like so buoyant. You can like that experience was insane in itself. But Jordan definitely was my draw to the Middle East. We, me and Kyle, have had it on our list for like a year now. Really? Yeah. We were supposed to do it when we left Europe last year, but. Yeah. Wrong time of year, so no it way. worked out this Well, time. I think it's a real admiral trait that you guys have, um, and it's probably one of the biggest things I think that's got you to where you are is you just see something and you do it. There's no, like, mm-hmm. messing around, like, we're going to go and live in Greece. When and lived in Greece. We're going to go know. to the Middle East. We're going to the Middle East. It's kind Crazy of like... Crazy, hey, when you say it like that. Yeah. Like, we were just like... Well, there's yep. not many things that you guys have said that you want to do and you haven't done. You just kind of... Yeah, that's true, actually. I think that's probably yeah. one of the biggest um, 
positives. They were just like, and yep. biggest things that people can take is there's talk is one thing, but your actions is another. And walking your talk is certainly yeah one of the biggest strengths of the Carl and Hauser combination, I think. And um, I did want to go into um, the, I guess it's the um, how crucial having a good camera is because there's no doubt people always say to you oh what camera do you use mm-hmm. or like Every what setting almost. do you use yeah. yeah so what what how much of an effect do you think having your camera is and how good it is into what you do because there's no doubt you didn't have the camera you have now when you first started well when I f- the camera Kyle first bought me was a pretty standard Canon camera yeah and it didn't fit Just like a lot of, level kind of yeah, stuff. entry level didn't fit like the lenses that I wanted to buy and yeah. so starting off with that was good Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to jump into like a huge camera, like not really knowing what I was doing. So you learned all the technical didn't learn skills all. of how I still a camera was works. Pretty, like, yeah, wasn't. I didn't know a lot when I decided to upgrade. But I thought I'm traveling for two years. I may as well buy it now, and I'm just going to learn along the way. Yeah. So I bought Canon 5D Mark III because um, some of the photographers I followed on Instagram, I'd message and ask what camera they'd use, and they said that camera. So I just loved the the outcome that the photo, like the photos that they're posting with um shooting with that camera so I was like yep yeah, I'm getting that camera yeah and then I got a let I asked her asked her a couple other photographers about lenses and so that's how I decided to choose the lens yeah 24 to 70 and um but my favorite lens is the wide angle 16 and 35 and I didn't have that for most of my Europe travels yeah what was that was just the entry level camera that you had or you No, I saw, I traveled Europe without with my Canon 5D Mark III no way yeah what yeah still have yeah so you kind of threw yourself in the dark deep end with that as well just like yeah. got this epic mm-hmm. camera and just figured out how it all worked yeah no way I, yeah I don't I couldn't imagine taking photos and anything else yeah I would love a small compact camera just to instead of because it's Canon Mark D is such a huge weight and camera to carry around you sometimes don't want to take it but yeah you decide I'm not going to take it today and you head out and you see something and you're like damn it like why Wish didn't I, I it. so that I wanted a small compact camera just for that just yeah. to pull it out just like for photos on my blog especially yeah yeah well, I've noticed a lot of times this week you've used your phone to capture stuff, your Instagram story, and yeah. they've come out pretty sweet as yeah, well. Yeah, they have actually. Yeah, so nice. Yeah. So I remember I took one on your phone and you were like, what? This is like legit. Mm-hmm. I could post this photo. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. That was cool, yeah. I haven't posted a photo from my iPhone in a while, but I love using it for... In the moment, in captures. In the moment, on yeah. Instagram stories and stuff. Yeah. Which is cool. All time. Yeah. And... um. I know now you've kind of got a style that a lot of people use for their mood board and you're kind of just experimenting, finding different ways to, um, what's the word I'm looking for here, like to improve, I guess. Mm-hmm. But when you first started, where were you drawing most inspiration for your edits and the kind of vibe that you wanted to spread? Oh, I don't even know. Like I, I know Pinterest has been a bit of yeah, an Yeah, Pinterest is... I use Pinterest daily. Yeah. It's the best to look up for inspiration, places to visit. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think Pinterest probably the most. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, other people's Instagrams. Yeah. It's hard sometimes not to get influenced by other people's edits because you kind of want to do your yeah, own well, style. we were having that chat today, weren't yeah. we, about, like, how it's great to draw, uh, great to see what other people are up to, but then 
like when you're looking at it and you're like, oh, I love that person's edit, I love that person's edit, and you kind of get a bit confused. Yeah, you do. I think that's one of the best things you've done is you've you've kind of just had this style that's consistent and it's new and like... I feel like my style isn't very consistent though. It so is. I don't don't know. I feel like like lately it's changed. You're just way too modest for your own good. I honestly think that it changes all the time. Yeah. I feel like even in the Middle East, my style's changed just because just more clean and simple. Yeah. But, but that's the like, yeah, path of path yeah. of like like we're talking about how you at the start you kind of had a different you didn't know as much and now yeah. where you are now it's constantly on on the um, constantly improving that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing a lot of people probably don't know because I don't know how much uh, you've told people but you are following mostly a plant based diet. Yeah. That must be incredibly hard. You said the other day that you've been to like 35 countries or something yeah I think around that how how do you keep that going on the road I haven't done done that for a while like when I first started traveling I actually wasn't vegetarian or following vegan diet was that because you wanted to throw yourself into uh like all the different cuisines around the world or you were just I just wasn't I wasn't eating a lot of meat like I knew that I didn't really enjoy it yeah but I just hadn't taken that step of just deciding not to eat it. Yeah. And then I think there was a few times where I'd eaten it through, ugh, I don't know where I was, Spain, and it just, chicken was, wasn't good, and I just decided, no, nah, I don't want to eat this anymore, I don't like it, so I just decided... Oh, just one moment. Just decided, yep, yeah, I'm not eating it anymore, but I was still eating fish for a long time, probably like a year, pescatarian. What? Yeah. And then, ever since I was in Greece, and having a lot of people around me who are vegans... Yeah. Um, especially you and Jackson and then some of my really close friends are vegans and like they can kind of just like the way they talked about it and how they felt, how you, how you say you felt when you were following a plant-based diet. So I kind of was like, Oh, I'm going to give it a try. I'm not, yeah. a, I'm not a fully a hundred percent following the diet, but mostly. mostly. Yeah. And what was the inspiration for that? Just purely taste or just the way it made you feel? The way it made me feel. Yeah. Health reasons, watched a few documentaries. Oh, you, you have what, and what ones have you watched? <laughs> um, that Cowspiracy. Oh, the classic. The classic, what the health. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think it's too hard, especially in the Middle East, to eat. Middle beef. East has been insane, hasn't it? Yeah, you can, eat, been incredible. you can eat pretty um, healthy following a plant-based diet. I like to... Kyle and I usually like to kind of go into like supermarkets and buy our own kind of things to put together for like dinner. Like when we were in Jordan, we'd go and get just pita bread and hummus and maybe some vegetable, like cucumber and stuff, and just make our own dinners instead of going out to dinner. Yeah. And I bet you that saves you a bit of money as well. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. And is that something that you've done everywhere you've gone kind of thing? Like you've. Mainly eating supermarket food and yeah, made it yourself. Especially in the van. Yeah, the van, just, van life. Van was, life. No we, way. Yeah, we cooked every night in the van. Yeah. We had Is, our go-to meals. Right. Always vegetarian in the van. I think we. Uh, that's the time that I remember thinking I'm not eating chicken anymore because I cooked chicken in the van. Oh no! And it was so bad. It was like <laughs> I think I had chicken wraps or something, and I like just really <laughs> overcooked the chicken and it was like rubber between my teeth and oh, it was no just, way yeah after that i was like ah, it's not worth it no no and a lot of people probably don't know but hauser is a bit of a wizard in the kitchen 
were those skills honed in the van life as well? <laughs> yeah. In that... You've got to keep it simple in the van, though, which kind of sucked. Yeah. So we were just... Um, our go-to were, like, making a chilli. We'd always made chilli, curry, fried rice. Oh, what else would we make? It's pasta. But when I'm Go-tos. at home, I kind of get a bit more experimental. Exotic. Yeah. Cosmic cooking with Hauser. <laughs> I can't wait to go home and cook again. Yeah. So yeah. where was it hardest, do you think? You've been to Europe, um, yeah. a lot of Southeast Asia. Hardest? Probably through Europe is pretty hard. Yeah. Like, it, it's getting better a lot a lot of restaurants are now catering to vegetarian and vegan. Yeah. But I haven't I honestly I don't think I've struggled that that much with it. Not, not at all. all. Not really. Like you can always find substitutes or I think the hardest is probably flying. Oh, on the plane. Like between yeah. days of flying. <laughs> in and transit. You, like especially in the Philippines. The Philippines was the hardest. Yeah, they don't sure. they don't do veg over there, do they? No, they but you did come up with an unreal combination perhaps you can inform us of the of the mango rice combination oh yeah the (laughs) philippines have the best mangoes in the world so we just lived off mangoes there we just buy oats from the little supermarket surprisingly they sold oats it was yeah the shop the shop had some weird (laughs) things to buy in there but you can't read the label but you recognize the ingredients buy the oats (laughs) Um, just have oats with water and mango every morning and it actually tastes so good. Yeah. So good. I miss it. <laughs> Who would have thought mango oats? Oh, oh so good. Insane. Yeah. And I know um, a lot of people are probably curious about how you keep yourself fit on the road because from what they see, you're just doing these hectic travels, but you're pretty committed to um, keeping yourself in pretty good mm-hmm. shape too. You have been guilty of a couple of squat sessions this week. Oh, that's because <laughs> I get bad cramps in my legs. But I haven't... Do you have a specific routine you kind of go to? I know when you were in Greece, you had a gym membership there. Yeah. So that's pretty committed. Not many I people would have a Greek membership to their repertoire. To the, to the local the, gym? Yeah. It was pretty ghetto, but <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. When in Greece, it was easy because we weren't really traveling around a lot. So I'd go to the gym. Yeah. Like mostly every day there. Mm-hmm. But on the road it's kinda harder, especially like for if like for a male it's easier just to go for a jog down the street. Like if say we're in Jordan, but for a female it's a bit daunting. Unrealistic to even a bit daunting that. to yeah. go for a jog on your own. For sure. So I it's hard. I either just do like kind of some squats or Actually, at one point through Europe, every time I'd have a shower, I'd do 50 squats. 50 squats? Yeah. That was the secret. That was before shower, do like, no, 50 to 100 squats. 50 to 100 squats, yeah. shower, yeah. and then... <laughs> but then I got cut. That was in Norway. I did that in Norway. <laughs> yeah. And then I just kind of, if I'm around like um, in Norway, especially lots of like nature, not so m- not so many cities and... Yeah, lots of people, so it's easy to just go for runs and stuff there. Yeah, I haven't done much here in the Middle East because it's a bit really... more risky, isn't it? Yeah. So you kind of, when you're in riskier places, you kind of stick to the squats. But when you're based in a place where you feel comfortable, you yeah. get some aerobic mm-hmm. work in and yeah. run. Yeah. Um, I don't stress too hard about it. If I can't do anything, yeah. it's just when I get home, I train. I focus pretty hard on eating 
he was super healthy and exercising to get yeah. back into shape if I'd lost it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not that you've ever lost it. <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> By the, the disguise of Instagram, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we've had plenty of good conversations this week. It's been a real good... Um, so like, we obviously knew you guys pretty well beforehand, but... Um, when there's limited access to Wi-Fi and you're off the grid a bit, it's been good to have a chat around the campfire kind of thing. And you did mention that you were, um, since you, now that you've got a bit of a bigger following, um, when we were talking about kind of plans of what you wanted to do, you were talking about how you wanted to use your following to get into some more social social work or use it to uh, um, influence something that's bigger than yourself. Did you want to touch on... Yeah, kind of like I think how you feel about that. Being having him to follow on Instagram and posting photos is cool, but you kind of want to be just a bit more than that. Yep. So I just, I think that's of, something that'd be it's pretty hard for people to comprehend because, um, in your head, you just think all I want to do is travel and have and have like influence people on like travel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then if you to get to that level, like you have, take some traits where you kind of. You, you do anything that you you get you want your eyes are always looking forward yeah so like it's hard for people to think like oh how do you have everything you travel the world with your boyfriend and take photos but it's I think the hardest thing for people to understand is that you're here and you're living this life but your eyes are like to keep moving forward yeah. you look you're looking for other things definitely like I've <clears throat> dreamt of reaching this point for a, a while and now I'm here I kind of just want to even go further yeah I think um, I just want to inspire women, especially. I'm um, hosting this retreat actually in February, um, teaching women how to kind of reach their dreams and yeah. teaching them Lightroom and photo photography tips and everything that I kind of know. So it'd be cool to kind of do my start up my own thing like that and yeah. bring women in and kind Insane. of empower them to kind of knowing how to take, like, what they want and turning it into a career. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of, like, almost self-improvement kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, thought of a help... Kind of, like, helping others to achieve what they really want to do. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of what you've learnt and has worked for you to get where you are, you want mm-hmm. to teach other people yeah, the yeah. fundamental skills. Yeah. It's crazy to... to think that I'm going to go teach women to kind of do what I'm doing but I still feel like I'm so, at such an amateur level where yeah well you're like, you're 25 why? that's so yeah. young you still got like yeah it's so crazy. like you at the real early days of a career I still feel super early days and being I just would never never have thought I'd be at this stage yeah kind in this of, position yeah yeah like host, hosting a retreat and teaching women the know-hows of how to become like successful online. Yeah. Where I still, where at, like I still don't feel like I'm even overly successful yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like I do. I'm happy where where I'm where I'm at, but I still feel like I have a long way to go. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's just I think that's just natural for anyone that's motivated to get anywhere. But the um, do you think the social side of it has is just part of who you are, or is it like been the travelling and um, witnessing like cultures and meeting lots of people it's kind of influenced that is yeah. it is it something that's kind of always been there or is it the travel that's kind of brought that out do you think 
I'm not sure. I think it's always been there. I've always been like a bit of a large dreamer. I've had yeah. like pin boards of everything that inspired me above my desk yeah. growing up. Like, All right. Yeah. So I've always wanted to do something big and had this dream of being someone who's featured in the collective. It's kind of like a oh, magazine. Oh, what you were telling me yeah. the other day, yeah. A magazine for entrepreneurs. Yeah. I'd love to be an entrepreneur in something. Yeah. Just to, I don't know, it just seems so cool. Yeah, just being your own boss kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you are kind of your own boss in this, I guess, like hmm, in a sense. That's true. But you want to start like a more of a company kind of thing. Kind for, of, yeah. Yeah. Just want to be, have something more than just like, Instagram and stuff could just be over and like before you know like something could happen the next day you don't have your account and then what yeah yeah, yeah. while I've got this following in while I'm influencing people I'd like to be able to use that to create something that is kind of I don't know building building something that I'm that I'm proud of and can can keep growing further than just Instagram and turning into more of like a business and well, I think that's something that um, the, probably the biggest thing that I've learned since we've started this online kind of life is it's one thing to build like an audience and to influence people, but it's another thing to have something tangible because if mm-hmm. something happens overnight and you just all of a sudden lose this, it's almost like a virtual yeah. virtual uh, asset in a way. If it just disappears overnight, then you're kind of left nowhere. Yeah, exactly. So I think you're on, I think that's pretty exciting stuff to like have motive, motives to get down there and don't know where to start yeah well you, you wouldn't just, have known where to start with your exactly photography either yeah and if it's um if your uh, past is anything to go by if you say something then no doubt you'll probably walk your talk there too and I'm sure this um self-improvement stuff music to a lot of your followers ears yeah this um retreat that you're doing that's in Cambodia you yeah, said in Cambodia and Siem Reap in February in February and who's that with where can people go to sign up for that is there spots left yet or is it I not? think there's spots left yeah um it's called Pangea Dreams P-A-N-G-E-A Dreams we'll chuck the link to that in the show notes yeah um and you can um book to come to Cambodia and there'll be me and two other women there hosting and it's like a week where we teach you Lightroom and I kind of talk, uh, I'll be teaching how to like kind of run a travel blog and how to write on, not that I'm that good of a writer, but how to sort of engage an audience Yeah. How and photography tips right. and we will take you out and um, take photos with you and sh- and show you how to like frame, like how I would frame a photo and what, what I'd be looking at in the environment for a good, like, photo opportunity. What? And then you'll, like, if you come along, you'll be there and we'll be taking photos of you and then we'll help you with, like, how you want to edit it through Lightroom and then you'll be able to post it on your account. No way. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's insane. Yeah. I didn't, I had no idea it was that, like, intimate. Yeah, yeah it's intimate. It's only, like, I think there's 10, 10 spots. What? Yeah. That's incredible. So just an all women's empowering week of yeah, kind of, yeah, taking photos, being kind of connecting with each other. and oh, It makes me so stoked to see how passionate you are about that. Oh, I'm super so keen excited. To, so keen to see how that 
all pans out. Yeah. Um, there's probably uh, people with a thousand questions out there and we probably should have asked people if they had any <laughs> questions before we did this, but one of the biggest things I think people um, would love to know that don't do what you do is how it works. So you, I kind of, I've kind of sprung this one on you as well, That's but right. I just thought of it then. That's all right. Um, so you're, you're obviously traveling around and you have your email in your Instagram bio. Yeah. A brand will hit you up or do you reach out to some brands? Depends. And, and then how does it work? Where do you go through, go from there? Well, I get a lot of emails regu- like almost daily with brands contacting me, asking to collaborate. It's obviously become more frequent. Yeah, since you've pretty kind frequent. Of... I get a lot of brands contacting me about doing especially gifting, which I'm not so opposed to do anymore because I can't really accept every single gift and then post. Yeah, for like, sure. I, don't, I only kind of collaborate with brands that I feel are really... Like, Align with what you yeah, do. Kind my of style. Yeah. I wouldn't collaborate with something that I wouldn't that I don't like or think that's like a not very good product and stuff. Yeah. But other than that, if they reach out to me, that's great and I can organise it with them and kind of come up with an arrangement, whether it be like a paid post, I do content creation for them. Yeah. Um, or we start like a monthly kind of agreement where it's like an ongoing relationship. Every month I do a certain amount of posts. Yeah. Or I reach out to them, which I do. Um, I've kind of created a template, yeah. like an email template. Um, for Is that kind of for brands or for places that so you want to go? So I have or? one for places, yeah. and I use that to send through to places that I want to visit, maybe um, like staying at hotels and villas and stuff, Yeah, for sure. places that we go. Um, and if I want to, if I reach out to... Some of my favourite clothing labels I will reach out to if they haven't reached out to me and just say, I love your style, I want to Yeah, yeah, if it kind of clothes. aligns with yeah. the photos that you like yeah. and stuff. Ah, oh, insane. And that's obviously become um, a bit more of a priority for you. And I guess that's probably why your, your audience is so engaged and why you're so valuable is because you only endorse products mm-hmm. and places that really align yeah. with you, which is... I say, yeah... I do say a, a no to a lot because I just don't want to be... It's a big privilege to have influence over, like, yeah. that many people, you know. Mm-hmm. So it'd be... If I was a follower, I would be so stoked to, uh, like, ha- be following someone that really thinks about what they want to yeah. share with their audience. Yeah. Even if, like, a brand comes through and I don't... It's, like, say, clothing label and I'm not... Wouldn't usually wear their stuff and they're offering to pay, I probably still wouldn't do it because it's not really my style anyway. Yeah. So well, that's the that's the big one because when you start out, you're just so stoked for yeah, anything that comes your way. Anything free, you're like yep, give yeah, it to me. Yeah. I'm yes, keen as. But <laughs> now it's like, ah, uh, yeah. It's kind of that. It must be that responsibility that comes with having that influence because mm-hmm. if you put all what is it, hundred and eight thousand people, if you put them in front of you right now, you'd be like, whoa, yeah, this whoa, is so many people, so many people, yeah. No, that that's it's cool. That yeah, it's crazy that you can influence so many people just through. Well, an app. for all people that are listening, uh, I have nothing but high praise for Hauser. So a big following couldn't come to a better person. That's for sure. So the following Elliot. an absolute gem. Um, you've, we did touch on that you've been to like over thirty-five countries. Yeah, and we've spoken a lot about top places we have 
What's your top three? Top three. I think we listed these the other day, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Greece, obviously. Love Greece. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with Greece. That's why I lived there for four months, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jordan, definitely. Yeah. See my expectations. Love that country. It's just really diverse country. Not many people have seen it either. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, the third. Oh, well, sorry. While we're on Jordan. Yeah. Hotspots where people that want to go to Jordan, um, where would you recommend they go? So, go to Dead Sea. Yeah. Stay, the only place to stay is like five-star resorts, but we stayed at this, um, these little chalets you can find on booking.com. Recommend staying there. It's right on the Dead Sea there. And then right right at the beginning of um, Wadi Mujib, which is a canyon hike. Mm-hmm. And that is so cool. So cool. It's like you scale these like crazy waterfalls by rope and there's no guide you just go on your own just out in the, just out in the wilderness own. yeah that so that's cool. like a that's like lots like a canyon almost yeah, and okay. water running water through running the middle through yeah those two are side by side so you stay at the dead sea and do what you do while you're there yeah and then we drove to hired a car yeah we hired a car in yeah. um amman the capital city super easy to hire a car yeah there um we drove to dana reserve up in the mountains stayed in um a campsite there which was really cool um after so hit up there and go to Ramana campsite like staying there is pretty expensive but that's got the best views for sunset um after that we went priorities to Petra mm-hmm. I think we went to, yeah Petra is my favorite Petra yeah. is like nothing I've ever ever seen before I get you know, like when you see the photos it's hard to comprehend but being there must be just Oh my gosh, it's incredible. Yeah. I think we walked 20 kilometers that day. 20 Ks. 20 Ks. We went in that afternoon. I think we did six kilometers that afternoon just to see the treasury. And then we went in that night again to the treasury and watched the um, Petra by night, which is, oh my gosh, it's magical. And <laughs> uh, I would recommend doing that, but it's only on a Monday, Wednesday or Thursday. So plan around that. Yeah. Um, and then the next day we, we got a three day pass. Next day we spent we went in at six AM and came out at five PM. Big lot day. of hiking, lot of lot of stairs, <laughs> uphill climbs. Yeah. Just it's so big inside. No way. And the third day we were pretty buggered so we didn't go in. Yeah. But we kinda just slept in and relaxed because our feet were killing. Yeah, us. a couple of big days before. And um a lot of people probably thinking that it's risky to travel in the Middle East. Yeah. How have you found it? Not risky at all. So safe. Yeah, as really uh, safe. As um, was hum- humbly put by my dad, green juices and uh, keeping fit is the last thing on people's mind out here. Yeah, definitely. How, how have you found it? Been r- real safe. So safe. I haven't didn't have one bad experience through Jordan, and a lot of people ask me. Because it's right in the, it's right in the yeah. thick of the action On there. the border of Syria, actually. Yeah. And Saudi Arabia, too. So both very dangerous countries, and it's right in the middle of the two. Yeah. So people have this idea that it's super dangerous place, and yeah. terrorism like, occurs regularly there, but it really doesn't. It's didn't have one bad experience driving through there. It's safe, so safe. Um, people are, like, honestly so kind. Yeah. Well, I think it's um, it's one thing to listen to the media, and it's another thing to have first-hand experience with everything. So it must be 
it's, well, for me as well, it's been um, real eye-opening to be here and just to witness how, like, it, it is kind of peaceful here, but there is no, um, there's, there's n- almost like nothing, like, you kind of always have to have your wits about you regardless, though, yeah, you, you can, you feel safe and whatnot, but feel safe. it's definitely uh, still pretty key to... The only thing that I felt uncomfortable here in the Middle East is just getting stared at a lot, being yeah. a woman, because mm-hmm. um, don't see a lot of women out in the street in Jordan, they kind of just tend to stay at home, just see a lot of men working, Yeah. so you'd get stared at a lot, even especially if you're not wearing long clothes. Jordan wasn't so bad, like with the dress code, you kind of could get away with wearing shorts and stuff, Yeah. but in Oman it's, yeah... It's pretty crazy, like, well, getting stared at a lot, like, every, almost every guy that you walk past the street just stares at you. Yeah, yeah. Um, we went to Wadi Shab and yeah. jump, do a cliff jump there, took off my dress to jump in, and all these men were standing around, got their yeah, cameras right. out and trying to take photos of me, which is so, pretty daunting. So, so gnarly. Yeah, that so was... So gnarly. Didn't like that. Yeah, really got to, um... It's a bit off-putting, but... Yeah. Can't let it hold you back though, and you haven't. No. Some um, also a big key point is like um, just res- like almost. I know a couple of times this week they've also told you that you what you're wearing isn't appropriate for mm-hmm. the occasion. So it's been pretty key to yeah. like kind of respect the places that we are and the culture they have there. Very strict here in Oman. Yeah. With especially the men, they all everyone covers up here. Yeah. We got told off. Oh, because we are in the hospital, hey. Yeah, yeah. Ran into the hospital not even thinking about what I was wearing. <laughs> Got told I had to leave or sit outside because yeah. I wasn't covered. Yeah. Luckily, I had a dress. Yeah. It's real, um, almost like hard hard to comprehend that it's it's like that here, that it's so strict, like if like how offended people get almost, isn't it? Like, so offended. Yeah. I got told off today at <clears throat> the mosque, even though I was wearing long pants and I had a like a shawl covering my shoulders and my arms, but the shawl was a little bit see-through, so I was told to leave. Yeah, it's crazy, you eh? You could see a bit of my arms through it. Yeah, so it's insane. Really, really uh, highlights that you're in a different place with a different culture. And it's, yep. In Australia, you just walk around and you don't even think think twice about what's going on. Exactly. So it's um, pretty confronting. Um, but music to people's ears that it's been, we've felt safe here. And Very safe. Um, the Lots. what's going on shouldn't hold you back from coming and exploring these beautiful places. It's sad because Jordan should be like busy with tourists. It is in a sense in at Petra, but very ever, low key. It is people legitimately afraid to come, and the locals know it. Like some of them mentioned that it's not busy, and they said because of the Syria crisis, and hearing them say. Syria crisis was a bit like, oh, wow, that must be so, like, insane that you're so close to it all, but it's, like, so safe in your own country, but people are so afraid to come because of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it, it's good for us because there wasn't a lot of tourists around. Yeah, yeah. But, <coughs> yeah, it's the most amazing country, so don't be afraid. Like, there unless... You, you heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, nothing to be afraid of. Seriously. No, I'm so stoked that we came here and just uh, 
trust our instincts and we still kind of kept our wits about us but felt safe the whole time and it sounds like so Jordan fun. was so similar. So that was, we got off lost, got a bit lost there on your top three. So we've got <laughs> Greece, Jordan and what's what else makes the I top think three? I think Norway. Norway. Yeah. I love Norway. So Greece is kind of the blue water and the limestone cliffs. Yeah. Jordan is the desert, desert. the wilderness. The red Ancient red sand. red sand and ancient chiseled rock yeah. <laughs> buildings and Norway no, is fjords, mountains, hectic mountains and fjords. Just yeah, huge hikes. Yeah, I like the fact that my two, my three favorites are so different, so diverse. Yeah, Norway. I love Norway because we were traveling in the van it was probably the best place that we traveled in the whole of Europe with a van because you could free camp wherever you want and you literally park up on a fjord on a like backing up on a lake just falling asleep yeah no one around in a beautiful location some really beautiful hikes there like really friendly probably one of the most friendly people that like of all the countries in Europe yeah the locals yeah and for those people that don't know what's a fjord fjord is like how would you describe that? Describe Is that a Norwegian a word? A fjord? Isn't it spelled F-J-O-R-D-S? It's definitely not from English. <laughs> fjord is kind of like um, a river or a lake. No, it comes off the ocean. That's what the fjord is. Fjord is like a, a channel of water coming through the ocean, but through like a mountain yeah. range kind of I don't know Sight to I see. feel like I'm explaining this wrong <laughs> we're not but we're that's not, my, not straight from the Oxford Dictionary but yeah that's my oh, oh. we're um, <laughs> having this conversation in our in the uh, room of the Airbnb and sitting between the two beds here planks have just given yeah, away the beds are not stable we have just gone to town at the lunch buffet so <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, so there's a description of someone that's seen Norway firsthand. Lots of high cliffs, water running through the middle. Sounds like a sight to mm-hmm. see. Mm-hmm. And I think that's um, your top three is a pretty good reflection and a compliment to the effort you've done to document. Like, you haven't just stuck to one place. The photos have been mm-hmm. from such a variety of landscapes. Yeah. So it's kind of, um, that would have helped your photography as well, just kind of taking yeah. photos in such different places. I liked, yeah, I liked. Kind of makes you a pretty, yeah, pretty versatile photographer. Kind of challenge yourself in a way in different environments and locations. Yeah. Not just the whole, I don't know everyone frosts the, the beach, the beach pics, but I personally love being in the mountains as well. and yeah photographing around them that's pretty cool yeah epic times yeah up high and um hiking as well pretty uh is a pretty underrated thing i think especially in the travel space a lot of people just think uh lazing on um white sandy beaches with blue water is be all and end all but to, mm-hmm. to hear norway um crazy hikes there. and jordan is in the top three is a big compliment to what's on offer there both big good hikes yeah yeah we've um got to head towards wrapping things up now i was going to head into like your goals and your dreams but we kind of touched on them a bit so maybe you can uh run us through the immediate plans um what's on 
what's on the horizon for you guys from here. So yeah, out of flying out of Oman tonight, yeah. heading to Singapore for a night, but then we get flown working with Myanmar Tourism Board for the next week, Ethnic. flying into Yangon. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah, neither until until about a week ago. <laughs> Um, Kyle and I are flying in with Tourism Board for a week there, showing us around some of the best places there. Yeah. So you'll be seeing some photos from Myanmar. All right. Yeah. Do you have any idea of what's on offer there? I'm pretty excited to go to Bagan. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but that's where the sunrise is over the temples with the balloons coming up. Wow. That'll be pretty cool, I think. Far out. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that. Yeah. After that, we are going um, to Bali for a week just to chill out because it's been pretty hectic, like a couple a of hectic weeks. A few weeks, for Just want to, sure. yeah, relax, eat some good food. Yeah. Not really travel around, just be in one spot. And eat. Yeah, and then not sure <laughs> from there, either go home or might have another plan ahead of us, but that's not confirmed yet, so. And what's that? Might be going to Thailand. Thailand. Thailand, yeah. Maybe, we, we'll see, we'll see. So, Myanmar, Bali, Thailand. Thailand or home? Then home, then not sure. So where are we at there, that's November? Yeah, go home in November, I'm pretty stoked to go home. I'm Been away for a while. Miss my family, miss my bed, yeah. miss my home, <laughs> miss just... Cooking good food. Cooking good food, waking up and going for a run and yeah. just kind of having a bit of routine again. What's the day in the life long. at home for you? Waking up, going to the gym, or going for a run. Early, early riser. Surely. Early, oh yeah, always early riser. I yeah. love, I love getting up early. Then I always make a smoothie. Yeah. Oh, What's in the smoothie? I'm so excited for smoothies when I get home. <laughs> That's like one it's of the my little things, isn't it? Yeah. Or oh, smoothie or a What's smoothie. What's in a house a smoothie bowl? Oh, it changes. Yeah. I do love cacao, yeah. banana, and cacao together. Naughty. Or I'm loving the. Um, dragon fruit bowls, the dragon fruit. What are they called? Per- pink pitaya bowls. Pitaya. Yeah, I love it. <sighs> no way. Yeah, or yeah, kind of mix it up. Mix it up. So Stitch. run smoothie bowl. Then I haven't been home in so long. It's Forgotten. like, what do I do? <laughs> what's that, what's that's, home? <laughs> um, Beach time. Sure. Probably be different now. Cause I'm not sure if I work when I go home. Yeah. Beach time, hanging out with friends, catching up with my family, my mum. Hanging out to see. It's been yeah. a long time. I can't wait to see my family. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. That'll be cool. Um, just, yeah, I'm just excited for Australia. <laughs> yeah. no, no place like home, no as they like say. No place like home. But itchy feet will no doubt have you back on the road. Yeah, pretty soon. Pretty soon. Don't want to be home for too long. Just going to come Long to enough. the better side of Australia I for am. A gonna go few to, adventures with your boys. I haven't been to um, Western Australia yet, so I'm pretty keen for that. Yeah. Pretty keen to hang out with Nevy boys. Nevy boys. The Tragic Land boys. <laughs> <laughs> tragic Land boys. So we'll uh, stay tuned for some West Oz adventures, and we're pretty keen to get over and explore your side of Australia too. Oh, yeah. We haven't seen what's on offer over there. Or Swapsies. Yeah. Yeah. We should... Exciting times ahead. We should do a road trip. We should do a road trip for sure. All right. So, and then your for those people that are interested uh, in the retreat, there'll be plenty more, no doubt, in the next few years. But 
if you're interested in the one in February with Hauser, we'll put the link to yeah, getting post, a spot on that in the show notes. We're doing a post um, on Instagram about it um, in the coming weeks, so yeah, keep an eye on that. All right. Yeah. Um, so for people that don't follow you, where where's the best place to find you on Instagram? You're at... At Hailsa. H-A-Y-L-S-A. People... People don't really get why I'm actually called Hauser. I just want to say that I love love that handle. It, it was my first. Like that's what I has have what I've had for my username since day dot, and I just did it because Hales. Everyone calls me Hales, and that that username was taken, so I couldn't just put Hales. Yeah. So I was like Hales A because my last name's Anderson, and now it kind of looks like I've just nicknamed myself, but. It's worked, so... I've taken on Hauser as my favourite name for you. I like it. Um, So, at Hauser, also a blog is www.hailsaway.blog. And how do we spell that? H-A-Y-L-S-A, away. Two A's in the middle. Yeah, two A's. Two A's in the middle. Oh, wait, is it? Can't remember. I can't remember. (laughs) We'll put the link to that. No, in the show it's one A. Well. It's one A. Just it's the one. It's one A. Just the one. Yeah. All right. We'll put the uh, link to your Instagram and your blog in the show notes. Anyway, um, it's been a great chat. Like I said, time is going to fly. We've almost been chatting for an hour. No way. Oh no! It <laughs> actually flies. Right? It actually flies. Well, thanks for having me. Anything you want to say before we wrap things up? Um, just that. You're a ledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me rephrase that. Any, any compliments you want to send my way, feel free to say them now. <laughs> no, um, yeah. Thanks a lot, Hauser. Thanks for having me, Tiger. It's been an epic, epic chat. So much good stuff in there, and I'm sure we'll look back and laugh at this in a few years' time. Can't wait to listen to it and cringe at my voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, great conversation. So all right. We'll thanks wrap for it up. that. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a wrap. So stoked with how that combo went down. Howes took it down some really interesting paths. There was some plenty of stuff in there that I didn't even know. And I'm so, so, so stoked with how it went. We'd love to hear your thoughts as well. Feel free to leave a review of the podcast. If you're loving it, if you're not loving it, I probably wouldn't. But if you want to, then that's cool. Uh, yeah, if you are enjoying the show, then feel free to subscribe and uh Share it on social media. Tell your friends about it. Uh, If you've got any ideas or uh, suggestions, then feel free to send me a message as well. Yeah, I really want to make this like a community and the podcast is just the start of the conversation. So hopefully it brings some things to mind that you want to start for a conversation with me or your friends. Just taking a look at the calendar now. We're leaving for a strike mission to a secret location for our next video in a couple of days, so I can't wait to get over there and shoot that. Uh, We're going to be premiering the production of that on the 11th. It's our first film premiere in Perth. We're collaborating with some local bands. It's going to be a sweet event. We're going to have our prints from the year, a coffee table book there. Uh, It is in Perth. Tickets go on sale tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, Yeah, I'll have the link to that in the show notes as well. Um, and the only other thing on that is locked in for the rest of the year at the moment is on the 2nd of December doing the Roto Swim Through with my dad super psyched for that training is well underway and it's fair to say I've got a long way to go before I'll be ready to swim that far but 
super psyched. And uh, with that, I think we'll wrap it up. So thanks for tuning in. Hope to speak to you soon. In the meantime, keep spreading those cosmic vibes. Peace.